0: All right. Here we go. Episode two. Uh, wait, so... Are we starting? Yeah, it started already. We're okay. 20, 15 seconds in. Going Oof. on to 20.
1: <laughs> Whoops. Well, uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm Quan. Uh,
0: and I am Gaspar. Nice. And today we are going to be focusing on war movies for Veterans Day. I know we're a bit behind. Episode 1 was just published today, and we're barely recording for Veterans Day today. Yeah,
1: which is, you know what, every day we got, mm, no, I'm not going to say that. I was going to say every day should be Veterans Day, but we should honor our veterans every day.
0: Yeah, for sure. So... I wanted to did...
1: that. Oh, sorry. I wanted to preface that. This isn't exactly. I wouldn't consider these war movies as much. They're military movies. I feel like we should get that stigma out because cause you're talking about
0: full uh, metal full jacket. Full Metal Jacket. Yeah. Right. So, all right. I guess and, the first question to because. Hmm. I'm going to be a little naive and ask the question, what's the difference between a war movie and a military movie?
1: Honestly, I just, I don't like the, especially, I don't like the um, stereotype. This is just my opinion of, you know, war movies. I'd rather just call them military movies, right? You're talking about Full Metal Jacket and I think half of, Half of that movie is of them in Vietnam. The other half the first half is of them in basic training, right? Or like Yeah,
0: for the most training. part, yeah.
1: Yeah. And they're not exactly they're not exactly portraying, in my opinion, uh the war in Vietnam as much as its effect on the people or the, the soldiers in Vietnam, right? Yeah. And I'm talking about the 19, four, 1994 comedy film "In the Army Now" with Paulie Shore, <laughs> and they're they're going to Libya, right? They're they are in a war, but the whole premise isn't about the war in Libya. It's also about the people, and that's why I want to make. I don't like the stigma of it's. Hey, this is a war movie. I'd rather it just be, hey, this is a military movie. But okay. that's just my opinion.
0: Well, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, well, another question I guess I have is, are there any war movies?
1: I don't know. Like... And,
0: and if there are, I mean, is there an example of one?
1: I don't know. I think all war movies... Focus on the people mostly,
0: right? um Right. Unless, and you're talking about like the the characters that are fighting within that war, right? Is that what? It, okay.
1: Honestly, I think it's just the same thing. I just rather call it a military movie. Um. Okay. Even you talk about like you know. Uh, the Saving Private Ryan. It's about the camaraderie of World War soldier, World War Two soldiers. Like mm-hmm. uh, maybe Black Hawk Down, but even then, it focuses on the people and how they're reacting to their situation. So maybe it's maybe it's just me. Maybe uh...
0: no. I mean, it makes yeah, it makes sense. I get what you're saying, yeah. So it's just more military movies. Yeah,
1: honestly, it's just it's just my preference. I
0: usually just call
1: it military movies, anyways. Okay,
0: yeah, that makes sense. Um, Do you want to start, or you want to just try and?
1: I'll yeah, I'll start. Intertwine
0: both movies. Yeah. Either way.
1: Yeah and as tradition of the two episodes we've done i will be popping open a bottle of jameson 18 years because i need to
0: finish this bottle and i wasn't notified of this drinking until 10 minutes before we started so right. i had no chance of getting getting the drink for myself so this episode and last episode, I will be sober. But we'll see on what the third episode, that's good. How, how that would be for me.
1: No, that's all right. I won't, I won't be drinking heavy. I, I know <laughs> I drank White Claws last episode, and I got pretty um, inebriated. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'm talking about Indie Army now. It's uh, directed by Daniel can't pron- pronounce his name. P- 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 he uh, he uh, mm. he he made a uh, Turner and Hooch. He made and it stars Polly Shore and Andy Dick, who are the main characters. See?
0: <laughs> oh man,
1: <laughs> it's a good movie though. See, they're two uh, slackers who want to own their elect own electronic store but they got fired for destroying some TVs and they decided hey there's a uh, army reserve recruitment near us let's go join the reserves get some money because we're going to work like one week in a month um, and they go to basic training and it's it's the, the drill sergeant uh, I think was played by Lynn Whit- Whitfield and she portrays the drill sergeant pretty fucking good. Uh, in Full Metal Jacket, I think like, and correct me if I'm wrong, Gaspar, uh, he's really like portrayed as scary, right? Or like very like hardcore. Yeah. Um, And like someone you won't you wouldn't want to like mess with. Exactly. Then Woodfield plays Drill Sergeant Ladd who also portrays that hardcorness, but not as extreme as the Drill Sergeant in Full Metal Jacket because I think her uh, her quote, she says something along the lines of, hey, I'm not yelling at you. I'm speaking in an assertive voice so everyone can hear that way you can all learn together and that's i think like that's a um i want to say portray, portrays drill sergeants very well that's kind of their job isn't to be scary is to make sure that you become go from a civilian to a soldier And the only way they can do that is if you mess up, hey, I'm going to talk to you very loudly so you learn and not make that mistake again. At the same time, yell or speak loudly enough so other people can also learn from your mistake. It's one team, one fight. And that's when I went to the army in basic training, that's kind of what I was taught is, it's one team, one fight. We're all fucking dumb, but we're gonna do this together so we can all become soldiers. So I think she portrays the uh, drill sergeant mentality very well. Uh, Pauly Shore, however, um, <laughs> I'm not gonna lie to you, he portrays uh, a young recruit very poorly in my opinion, because he uh, <laughs> starts off with they're in the the bus and they have um, Andy Dick has BCGs, where they're called birth control glasses, which are issued to every soldier who needs glasses, and they're like really ugly. Um, but Pauly Shore here uh comes in with some nice Oakleys. I think they're Oakleys. And he's very chill, like, hey, we're gonna, we're gonna, it's like a vacation. Oh, look, it's a female drill sergeant. Psh, come on, let's, uh, it's gonna be real easy. No. That's not how it goes. And he gets, he gets, we call it corrective action, which means he's pushing, he's doing push ups so that, he can learn hey that's not the best behavior um but anyways he uh he ends up becoming a soldier because he um he learns what to do and what not to do he uh goes into AIT which is the job training and he meets uh private Christine Jones and private Fred Ostroff which is played by Lori Petty and David Allen Greer, respectively. And um, Christine Jones, she's a uh, a female in, this, in the Army, and her whole thing is she wants to join the infantry. Back in the 90s, they weren't able to do that. In fact, I think it's well, it was like about three or four years ago is when they allowed females to join as infantry I believe around four years ago but back in the 90s she couldn't do that and she's kind of um, I'm not going to say bitter but she she's upset that she can't join the infantry even though she really wants to so instead she, um, she goes into water purification just like Polly Shore and Andy Dick Uh, And Fred, his whole stick is, he's like a dental student, but he's scared of everything. And he joined the army so that he could get over that fear. So they do their AIT, they pass, and much to their demise, they find out when they go to their units that they're going they're going to go to Libya they're getting deployed which they didn't like so I think they uh, tried to get a military discharge but they ended up going Um, and they uh, do their things in Libya they get ridiculed by some SF special forces people because they're literally just they're, they're um, what's the word I don't. I don't know the word. Um. They're pretty much. They're not infantry. They're support. They're a support unit, and then they uh, they do a convoy, and they got ambushed, and all hell breaks loose. Uh, the uh. The four, Pauly Shore, Andy Dick, and the two others, they uh, they go um save one of the special forces per- person who got captured, and pretty much it ends with them saving the day. The SF sergeant, uh, they're really proud, and he's thankful that he got saved, and it it ends well. It's it all out, all ends it all ends well. But yeah, that's pretty much how long have I been talking for? About ten minutes? Jeez.
0: <laughs> yeah, just about I didn't
1: want to go to in death, but I ended up doing it.
0: doing that. No, that's fine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've never seen that movie, but yeah, I got a pretty yeah. clear picture. So basically here of yeah, that film. Basically
1: some reservists that aren't even infantry they're pretty much a support unit and they end up becoming pretty much they're essentially their heroes when they go home and everyone wins paulie shore and andy dick they get the dream of owning their own electronic store and christine jones she um She does a lot of infantry shit, which she wanted to do. And Fred, he, uh, faces fears. He was scared of everything and he, uh, held himself well. And I think I would say, I wouldn't, I don't know who the antagonist is, but I'm going to just say it's the uh, SF guy who ridiculed them, ended up being very appreciative of their actions. Even though in the beginning, he was like, fuck are these reservists, right? Um, Yeah. But I I think the main, I think the portrayal of the four water purification people, they portray it very well. I think it's, I'm not going to, I was artillery when I was in the army, but even I kind of wanted to be like an SF guy. I think everyone in the army kind of wants to go SF. Um and they're like they they see them as like they see them in a higher light. But obviously uh you don't not anyone can join the special forces. And I think that that Mm, I'm. I keep thinking of bitri- bitterness, but it's not a bitterness. It's a longing to do cool special forces missions, but not being able to because you're, you know, a water purification specialist, which isn't. Everyone has their jobs for a reason. Um, so everyone matters in the army, but obviously you want to be special forces. Most people do, at least. But yeah, that's pretty much all I.
0: have. Um. Did you have a favorite character out of the, the main two? Sure,
1: the main. Honestly, yeah. Yeah, yeah it is. It's it, It's not a completely accurate portrayal of the military. Uh, it is at the end of the day, right at the end of the day, it's a comedy about the military, and in the places that it matters, Pauly Shore was able to portray the mindset of a soldier pretty well, even though there are other times where he acts like a, kind of like a fool or a, a chode.
0: And that's more for the comedic right. relief, right? Yeah. Uh, Did you have a favorite scene?
1: Uh, Honestly, when when probably when he first got into basic training, when he first tried to, it's the mindset of a civilian of hey, this is a, it's a vacation. We we're gonna do this for what a couple months, and then we're gonna become soldiers and get money. But it's not like that. And they might, maybe they think like it, but they're not going to show it. But Poly Shore does end up showing it, and he gets corrective action for it. And then he ends up becoming a, a good soldier in the end. So, so yeah, I, I, I do like the uh, character progression of Polly Shore.
0: All right. So pretty much that movie's uh a, a semi-realistic comedy uh feel good type movie.
1: Semi-realistic? Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 did I say semi-realistic? <laughs> I I I think they portrayed some of the mindsets pretty well. Um, okay. Uh maybe if you want you can say it's semi realistic. But I guess I kind of would. Maybe twenty percent I would say it is semi realistic.
0: Okay, okay. But it either way it's still like a feel good movie, you watch that movie and you know have yeah. the good laughs and whatnot. And at the end, you know, everyone walks away all happy so yeah where (laughs) in full metal jacket it's kind of (laughs) uh yeah it's a trippy movie uh it it uh is based off of the um of the vietnam war uh, it's directed by Stanley Kubrick and was released mm. in 1987. Uh, I mean, what can I say about this film? <laughs> I've seen this film probably more than 10 That's, times.
1: Do you just enjoy it? Uh,
0: it, it I enjoy it. I, um, I would say I would say it's definitely in my top three favorite military movies okay your top um which which i mean it would be saving private ryan and black hawk down that you brought up earlier yeah that's pretty much a given i mean all all three of these films i think are very well made um But yeah, this movie is just—it's such a trip. I mean, it has—it has that stamp of Stanley Kubrick, so it's gonna be kind of out there. His storytelling is like—it's right. like whoa. <laughs> I guess that's the—that's the best I can explain it. It's yeah, just yeah. with one word: <laughs> is whoa. Um, yeah. So I mean, it starts off just the opening scene. It has you know young adults you know, signing up for the right. for the Marines. And you see them getting their their like you know their medium yeah. to long hair shaved and all looking the same. And I mean I can't say whether this is a realistic take on what the on what the Marines were hmm. back in the 60s but i mean you know not knowing that i would say this this movie really captures like like it seems like they got all this like footage from the 60s what i would imagine what the 60s would look like in vietnam and during their yeah, we're, you know they were, during uh... their camp
1: they had their heads shaved and they were pretty scared, right? Pretty. Uh,
0: yeah, they were pretty much. Yeah, like half of them were worried, and then the other half were just kind of like, you know, yeah, kind of like, what did I sign up for? How,
1: <laughs> I think that's how everyone feels when they go to a basic training: is, what the fuck did I get into? <laughs> oh yeah. Did you yeah, have to I do got, that? I got my head shaved. Yeah. Like I think the first week it was a reception where you basically get your peanut butter shots, like your your shots for everything all over again. Uh you get your BCGs, like I got my BCGs. Um Yeah, it was pretty much a nervous wreck for me. I know the first day we had to wake up at four in the morning just to get used, I guess just to get used to like just standing in formation. And some I, I remember some dude vomiting. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Wow.
1: So it it is definitely a trip. Eh. Yeah.
0: And you have seen this movie, right? Yeah. Full metal I Jacket. I don't
1: remember much about the uh the the earlier parts, like when they start their basic training.
0: Yeah, so yeah, I would say geez, a good amount of the film is pretty much taken taking place in yeah. in their basic training. Um you know, like you said, um the gunnery sergeant Hartman, which is yeah. like their drill sergeant, is played by Arlie uh mm-hmm. Ermy. And wow, <laughs> what what a yeah uh, what it, a role. Correct
1: me if I'm wrong. I don't know if you know. I think this is right information, but I'm pretty sure he he was in the Marines during the the Vietnam era, so he knew what was what to do as a drill sergeant or a drill instructor. And I think they had a drill instructor. Some dude dude a drill instructor. Sorry. They had a dude who was gonna play him, but the guy that trained, like I guess trained, like the actors said, no, he's he he doesn't know what he's doing. Let me be the drill instructor. So he was like, I guess he played the role well because he 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 faced everything that
0: movie portrayed. <laughs> That's pretty trippy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that kind of reminds me of um of that Clint Eastwood movie that that um that was released not too yeah. long ago. And they they pretty much had the, I'm I'm not sure, from what uh branch of military they're from, but they they had they had them. Play themselves in the movie.
1: Which
0: one? Uh, it's directed by Clint Eastwood. It, it's probably his most recent so film. Realistic.
1: I was gonna. Say, for some reason, I was um, gonna say 1917, but then I realized, that's over
0: a hundred years ago, there's no way <laughs> um but yeah, uh yeah, this film this film like really I remember watching it for the first time, and it like blew my mind, and then um you know, watching it you know a few days ago for for this episode, yeah. it still blows my mind like there there's still scenes where I'm just like, jeez. It's it's just really realistic. And I'm not talking about like the the whether it's realistic of what really happened yeah. during the Vietnam War, but just the way it's filmed.
1: Right, right,
0: right. Seems so real. So I mean so just a quick synopsis of the film. Uh starts off with with um you know, the, these young men in, in, uh, in training and you have uh, Gunnery Sergeant Hartman as their drill sergeant and he starts off, you know, trying to break down the, these young men and seeing, you know, right. what's their breaking point. And you have character. Well, the, uh, I from what I believe in in the first half of the film, the three main characters uh, is a uh, Private Joker, Damn. Private Pile, and Private Pyle. Cowboy. Um, Pri- Private Joker is probably the main character of the whole film. I think he even right. narrates the uh, parts of the film. Um, so uh, you you can consider these three like. Protagonist, and you can consider uh, Hartman okay. as the antagonist just on how yeah, he treats these the first men. Half, right? But at the same time... Yeah. yeah, just the first half. And, you know, you... I don't know if this was, you know, Kubrick's intention, or if this was even... Arlie Ermey's intention on how he portrayed that role. But, I mean, you get that sense of not liking this guy. Yeah, but at the same time, you gotta understand that he's breaking these men for... Right, right, right. He's breaking down these men for a reason. Yeah, Trying to get them ready for what's to come. So, unfortunately... Uh, the character Private yeah. Pyle ends yeah. up breaking yeah. down really bad, and and um, you know that that I, I would even say that's yeah. pretty much the first half of the film. So the first half of the film ends yeah. with the demise of Hartman and Pyle, and I'm not going to say how or why. Well, pretty much why he, uh, Hartman just breaks down Pyle but I'm not going to say how it happens because, I mean, I think that's just a a, a scene that needs to be Yeah. That needs to shock you because that kind of it just throws off that throws out the whole movie.
1: I remember three scenes in that whole, like, first half. It's Hartman shitting on the privates, Pyle with his jelly donut, and mm-hmm. what happens in the end with Pyle and Hartman.
0: Yeah. And yeah, so then I mean you find out before before that first half ends, you find out yeah. where everyone is supposed to go. So Private Joker goes into journalism and Cowboy ends up going to infantry and Pyle goes to infantry. Um, So when the second half starts, you continue to see where where Joker uh, is left off after the second half and he's now in I think my if I'm getting this right, I think he's already in Vietnam, but not yeah, I guess in the war zone of it, there, he he's at a camp, and um, you know he he decides to write for the paper, and I what it, I want to say it's called Stars and Stripes, it. but I it might that's be right. uh, maybe uh, wrong. Stars and Stripes and, uh, is a
1: legitimate paper
0: thing. Oh, okay. Well, I didn't know that. That's interesting. And. Is that Stars and Stripes all, like all around? Yeah, I, for the I, military, I, I, or is that just like? Uh, with... No,
1: well, I I remember the Army Times, but Stars and Stripes were a uh, newspaper that I do remember.
0: Oh, okay. And um, yeah, so so you meet a a secondary character named Rafterman. And uh he's eager to to yeah. to try and get into the war zone. And uh you know, Joker the reason why, you know, uh this character's name is Joker is for him making a couple jokes within uh during training. So, you know, that name stuck. And um he continues to make jokes in the second half of the film and he is sent on a mission to go into the war zone and meet up with this other, uh, um, this other group. Oh, what what, what you would you about? call them? Pretty pretty much like heading to like another um, okay, like group so of uh, he, Marines.
1: I would say he got attached to a unit so he can do his job, which is to write about the war zone. If I'm not mistaken,
0: okay yeah 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 okay there you go yeah unit so he ends up you know like it it doesn't explain how he figures it out but he he finds out that that uh cowboy from training is part of that unit so he meets up with them and uh you know they he meets up with with now what is uh cowboy's unit and that also includes um two other secondary characters that stood out, which is Animal Mother and Eightball. And, you know, that's kind of where I would say, like, a somewhat antagonist comes into play, which is Animal Mother, but not really, just because he, you know, starts butting heads with Joker, and you're like, hmm, we've been following Joker for about, what, in in out close to an hour maybe at this point so you're like really comfortable with this character and then this other character you know tries to go up against them and you're like wait hold on like who is this guy like yeah should we trust him or not so you know so they go into the war zone and they're pretty much their that units um job is to make sure you know taking care of the tanks so they you know they go in they make sure everything's clear and the the tanks roll through and a couple couple of uh you know a couple of deaths of like minor characters happen and uh you know some kind of just like more of a a collage of scenes, I guess you can say, happen. So you see like an actual film crew even trying to like get as much as, uh, get a lot of footage of what's going on. Interviews between, um, you know, these primary and secondary characters. And uh, yeah, pretty much this film takes takes a yeah, yeah really bad churn um, you know some of these secondary characters and one of the primary characters I can't say who because that's another like shocking reveal yeah, I, yeah. close to the end happens and and um, yeah just that ending it is so trippy like I I think it the ending kind of represents like what sh- should be done, but uh, what was the ending? it I, shouldn't. Are you talking have.
1: about the the Mickey Mouse.
0: I I I think no no no. Well, I mean that's like the ending scene, but like the the major the major uh...
1: major ending, right the 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 end of the like
0: story. the, yeah, yeah, like the the whole the whole uh, the whole part of the movie oh, with, with the sniper, with the enemy sniper. Yeah, so so that 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 whole part, like um, how that and how that that scene or that part ends. I mean, kind of like. Has kind of like a feeling of like it needed to happen for for the for the characters to continue, but at the same time, it shouldn't even happen.
1: Because you're talking about gone that way. You're talking about I think it was Animal Mother who who said what he said, and then spoiler, you're talking about the um how he told.
0: Them to uh, shoot that
1: sniper, right? Yeah. So he. Spoiler, so. Spoiler.
0: Alert. Screw it. I mean, <laughs> we we <laughs> people who listen to this know what what we're gonna yeah. be doing. So, spoilers at this point. So, they they basically get stuck. At a spot, and and uh, a couple of events happen that makes Cowboy, yeah, um, the lead of this unit. So he's uh, he right. he figures out that they've been going the wrong way this whole time, so they're on hold, and he sends out Eight Ball. To go investigate the area make sure it's clear for everyone to move and there's an enemy sniper that ends up yeah. uh shooting down eight ball so you know the whole unit starts shooting at the building trying to figure out where where the sniper is at and uh eight ball gets shot i think a second time maybe a third and Cowboys just saying, No, you know, we need us, we need to stay back. Uh, this is a trap. The more people that go out, um, the sniper is yeah. going to end up uh, having more targets. So a character, which is the medic, uh, says, Screw it. I, I can't listen to you. I have to go after this guy. You know, this is on me if he dies because I am the medic. So when he goes out there, he's trying to get him, trying to get eight ball out of there and ends up getting shot as well. So now you have exactly what Cowboy said. Don't go out there. It's a trap. And, you know, now you have two two Marines down in, and still no visual of the sniper and, and no location of the sniper. So, like I said, Animal Mother... Can be portrayed as another character that you might not like just because he doesn't listen and he and he right. butts heads with with both Joker and Cowboy. But I mean, I have to yeah. say, Animal Mother is probably my favorite character behind Joker just because of, of his look. So he goes out there and tries to figure out what's going on, where's the sniper at, and He gets shot at and figures out, you know, snipers over here. So he moves to another side of the building and says, you know, everybody can move in. And as long as we stay behind this side of the building, we're fine. And unfortunately, you know, they get stuck there again. And uh, Cowboy decides to radio in. uh, I forgot that character's name, but he tries to radio. Radio in and and there's a crack in the wall. Yeah. And he ends up getting getting killed. So this part I actually enjoyed because this this scene after you know cowboy, you know, dies. Animal mother tells Joker, "Let's go get our revenge, or let's go get revenge." And you're like, all right. So something's about to go down. You know, our main character and this character you know go try and get revenge for another main character that you've been following. Right. So you're kind of pumped up at this point. So, so at, at this point I would say you're the, the viewer and the, or the audience is like, you know, this needs to happen. We need, we need happen. you know, whoever this guy is, we need to do. It. Yeah. And so they enter the building. Um, I want to say it's uh I forgot the fourth character's name that enters yeah. the building, but it's Joker, Rafterman, and Animal Mother. And you follow Joker throughout the the whole building trying to find the sniper, and finally, uh, you know, at one level of the building, he he finds the the sniper, and it ends up being a uh. I was gonna say woman, but I want to say it's a it's a young girl. And this is a super like dramatic scene, super intense. His gun uh jams. Um, she starts firing, he's taking out his handgun, and Rafterman right. comes to the rescue and is able to shoot her down. So you're still like so at this point, I would say you're the audience is 75-25% right. that this should happen and this shouldn't happen. The 75 because they kill, you know, the sniper killed one primary character and one secondary character, but the other 25% of your mind, I think, is like, right. this is just a young child or young girl, I would say. And so then they they kind of circle around her and she's on the floor, like, breathing hard. And this is another scene where where Animal Mother and Joker butt heads and um, Animal Mother's like, no, let's just leave her. What, and Joker's was his, like, uh, no, we can't it was, uh, your leave her like this.
1: It your fresh out of friends?
0: Or like that? And... Yeah, pretty much. So I you have you have so no say old. here. So yeah, so now so now I would say at this point the audience is more like 50-50 like right. You you stand with both characters. You stand with animal because this character or the sniper killed two of the characters and you stand with Joker pretty much you can't leave this this girl the way she is. So what ends up happening is that uh, I would say Animal, like kind of tells Joker to shoot her. But I mean, throughout the whole episode, you see that Joker right. kind of has a heart compared to you know the other Marines, and what he ends up doing is yeah, he ends up killing her, and yeah, and then that's pretty much the end of the movie, and then you have them marching in in the darkness, and you see their silhouettes, but you can tell which character is which, and they start singing uh, <laughs> right. uh, uh, well they do a chant of a Mickey Mouse, and um i I forgot the ending monologue of Joker yeah. but yeah and then the movie just ends and it it ends on such a downer like you're not right I don't it, it's not a happy movie like i said it, it 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 has that that real that real feel of what right. someone would go through through during the Vietnam War and once again I'm not trying to say that this movie is 100% accurate I'm saying just the feeling of what this movie or how this movie makes you feel I think represents some similarities to what it could have been during the Vietnam War and and yeah, that I mean, it's a fantastic film. Um, there's little bits here and there that could possibly make you smile, but you're not going to walk away uh, from this movie being happy compared to other military films like, like um, Saving Private Ryan and Black Hawk Down. Which both have some, right, you know, somewhat Saving decent ending. not a,
1: it wouldn't, I wouldn't well, say as a happy ending, but you're, you feel relieved, right?
0: Yeah, they, they, yeah. in the end of that movie, you know, that mission is successful. And Black Hawk Down, same thing. They, <laughs> Black Hawk Down is another movie that's just like. gets really like a down spiral and luckily it it lands like on a soft bed at the end but full metal jacket is just uh you know it's a steady pace and then it just drops and then it it doesn't ever go back up i get it (laughs) in my opinion Um, other than that yeah there's pretty much there's pretty much nothing nothing else about that film that like that shines I mean that whole you have to watch that whole movie there's no you know this scene is better than that scene I think you have to watch the movie from beginning to end and not enjoy it, but right right have that have that ride <laughs> so what you
1: say your favorite scene was
0: I would say it it's hmm. I, like that whole, the whole scene with the sniper, I think is very intense. And it's really yeah. like, you're on your toes trying to figure out what's going to happen next. But one of my, one of the scenes that, of that part that always stood out to me is the way Animal Mother is just having that, right that giant, uh what, light machine gun. And just blasting at everything he can at every building he can see running to go help, yeah or try and help it's, um, it's one of those things. and the medic it, like
1: oh i I can't speak for like people who went to Vietnam or uh, veterans who went to Vietnam, but I can say based on my experience you you care about the people you're with right so i'm I'm guessing I can bet the animal mother loves eight ball right like he loves his like the people here he he's with because he's went through yeah. shit with him with them so obviously he's going to try his best to save their lives even though you know even if it means he's risking his own life
0: right and i i don't think he he realizes it at first yeah. when he's <laughs> running blasting not letting go of that trigger and it's not until he gets there and gets shot at and is just missed by a yeah. few inches that he realizes i'm in danger right but you know i wanted to come save these guys yeah. But now He's I'm in reacting, danger and I gotta, is, you know, I think switch up the game plan.
1: Everyone would react when they see their friend yeah, getting shot down is, oh my God, I I need to save his life. I gotta do something. And his reaction was, I'm gonna blast at everything and hope
0: right, something yeah. happens
1: so I can save them.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: I say my uh, my favorite scene with yeah, the I think... uh, piles of jelly donuts. <laughs> when he when he gets caught with jelly donuts, because I think uh, <laughs> well, first it's pretty funny that he's just standing there eating the donut while everyone does push-ups because that's pretty much the uh, best reaction the drill instructor gave. As a punishment is, hey, you're the weakest link, so everyone's gonna be punished. That way, you can get your act together and not hide jelly donuts inside your footlocker. But I would, uh, I would like to see, uh, yeah, more of pile instead of what happened because, uh, here, here, here's the thing, he. he he, he was scary, right? Hartman to the soldiers. But you also got to think about when Pyle was doing good. Like yeah. The reason why he went, he was chosen for infantry was because he was a good shot. If I'm not mistaken, Hartman was very proud of Pyle complimenting him. Am I right? Is, is that what happened? He complimented him. Right? He was like, oh, okay.
0: Yeah, yeah. When when he's firing the rifle, you know, down the range and hitting, you know, multiple targets and not missing at all. But I think that's already at the point where yeah. there is no turning back for Pyle. He's he's broken, and he's not even. I yeah. he has no human soul in him anymore and you can see that in Uh, in the ending scene of the first half that
1: hartman isn't as scary as he, he most people see him as because he is when he when people do good he caught he uh praises them right because uh i think when i went to basic training i I was, yeah i was also scared of my drill sergeants but it turns out that they are in fact human beings in fact they're probably a little bit more stressed because let's see we had to wake up at six and i think final formation was like was that like eight and they would pretty much have to wake up earlier than that. So they would wake up at like four and they will be able to go to sleep until like, what, like 10 or 11. So they're, they're less, they're more sleep deprived than the recruits. And it does, it, I think it, uh, you know, it tugs on your heartstrings just how hard drill sergeants work or people who train soldiers um, for the sake of the soldiers. I think, uh, yeah. That was my, my
0: whole thing. So... Would you say that yeah. that Lee oh, yeah. Ermi captured, especially since captured that? Oh,
1: I don't, I don't want to yeah. give false information, but I'm pretty sure he was a drill instructor. So I would say he. Uh, I would,
0: yeah, I would have to, I would have to look that up, because I remember, yeah, I remember. You know, watching watching like a documentary about that. But I think what really like was surprising was that he wasn't
1: the 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 first dude a not instructor remember who first got casted as Hartman. Oh, <laughs> so
0: what what you're saying is that the the first dude was a drill instructor, and then uh, Arlie Ermy came in, and, and he wasn't right, he was in the Marine Corps, but he wasn't a drill instructor. But he, the way he played, yeah, that role I, I, was is, better than the other guy. Be
1: false is that what it is? But what I remember hearing was the first dude who got casted. Was being I, trained by Arlie to because he was the um, the military advisor for the movie, and he said, "Hey, this isn't good enough. Let me be the drill instructor because I can portray it well because I think he
0: was the drill instructor." Okay, yeah, that's that's that sounds that sounds accurate. I mean we'll do our research we'll yeah, answer yeah. that next Uh, next episode we'll give you guys the the accurate Lord, information Lord, if I'm we're wrong first. but if I'm we're first. not then you if heard it here first <laughs> jacket, heard
1: it before.
0: <laughs> second <laughs> yeah um One thing before we close out this episode is uh, I want to see if anyone is interested on asking us questions in in regards to film and hopefully set up an email and, you know, get questions in and ask us, you know, pretty much anything. Hopefully can- uh, that has to do with film, like, you know, just, for example, like, hey, Derry, like, what what got you into film? What, you know, what, what makes... What got you into film versus, you know, not getting into something else? Or, hey, Gasper, what's one thing about film that you don't really like? Or, you know, or any... Pretty much any movie that we've discussed or haven't discussed, you know, it'd be pretty cool uh, if we can, you know, get some on some questions, though, comments, concerns,
1: <laughs> and uh, what you like or what you like.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, hopefully, on this uh, description for for um, this episode, we can well, let's not do you know, put in the well, you know, email that we'll create. It gets- do you have a for it you do. do you have a Twitter? What was that? Uh I might if not we can same thing we can create one just for this podcast. We'll see and you know blow up social media. <laughs> so at, so for this episode um like I said we have our first episode that has to do with horror and and halloween and uh this episode has to do with uh military movies and you know veterans day. Uh third episode is up in the air. Um you know, we'll discuss it and and go from there. But yeah, any No. Nope. Any last words, no. Dury?
1: Uh, unless you can think of something on the spot. I don't really have anything else. No, no.
0: No. No. All right. <laughs> no? <laughs>
1: no?
0: All right. All right well, for we're, we're out of here then I guess. <laughs> All right. Well hope he's hope you Gaspar. guys enjoy this episode. This is uh Gaspar and
1: I guess, sure.
0: Whatever. And he's Quan Dury. So yeah, this is this. I-